This episode of the Hall of Justice is brought to you by Alara Health Products. Every time I turn on the news, there is something about COVID. There is something about the flu. There is something about viruses. Medical experts are understaffed. There's so much going on. The best way to avoid doctors is to improve your immune health. There's a product that I just learned about called Immune Extra, and it's the only product available that can increase immune health up to ninefold in as little as nine days. It does so by increasing the amount of messenger cells that alert the immune system of any invaders. It's only one per day for maintenance. Think of it as a multivitamin for the immune system. Dosages can be increased to up to 15 per day with no side effects ever reported after millions of doses. It's been around for over 30 years. It's just new to sports with friends. It's not new to the world. It's now available in a triple strength formula originally sold only by doctors. And if you have tested positive for COVID or any respiratory illness, it's a true medicine cabinet product. Immediately, when someone close to me tested positive, I wanted to know exactly what I should do. I contacted doctors. While we are not giving medical advice, this is something you want in your possession. It should be taken upon the onset of symptoms. Go to their website, www.immuneextra.com. And when you're checking out, get 15% off just for finding this from Sports with Friends. The keyword that will get you 15% off for the Hall of Justice. The keyword that will get you 15% off is Justice 15 for the Hall of Justice. Meanwhile, at the Hall of Justice, Justice 15 gets you 15% off when you check out. And go to their website and check it out. Because if you don't want to just take my word for it, listen, my word's not gospel. Neither is anyone else's that you might hear from today. But go to the website, check it out, read about it. And you know what else I did? I Googled it. Click on news. There's nothing about any harm. There have been no side effects. There's nothing about this that would be alarming. Give your immune system a fighting chance against everything that's out there in the world, including COVID. Go to immuneextra.com. Use the keyword Justice15, and they'll know you found out about Immune Extra from the Hall of Justice. Gathered together from the cosmic reaches of the universe, here in this great Hall of Justice... Superheroes have to be around other superheroes. You know what I mean? That's the Hall of Justice is more about them just commiserating about their powers and less about them, like, actually fighting crime. Everett is the best there is at what he does, Bob. And what he does is the Hall of Justice podcast. Go, go, go with a smile. Hey, 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 hey. hey 
everyone. Welcome to another edition of the Hall of Justice podcast. Thank you for the subscriptions, the support. Uh, the show is cruising along and we're having a wonderful 2022. Uh, I am going to try and maintain cool points. Uh, I have been warned by my family that the fact that this person is on our podcast, uh, they are so lucky that while we're recording this, they are in school. Because if not, <laughs> they would be banging down my stinking door. Uh, there's a new Warner Brothers animated film. As you know, on the on the podcast, we talk about these films. This is not a spoiler podcast. We're not going to start revealing all the, the endings and all the plot. We will talk about the film, uh, but uh, it comes out February 8th on 4K Blu-ray and all digital platforms. Uh, I've seen it. It's great. And uh, we are pleased to welcome in. It's called Catwoman Hunted. A couple of weeks ago on the podcast, we had the writer of Catwoman Hunted, uh, Greg Weissman on, but I gushed because we got to talk about gargoyles for a little bit. Uh, today, we have Catwoman herself. She's playing Catwoman for the first time, but you've seen her in other things. She's been in Dynasty. She's in a ton of shows. Uh, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I've seen Victorious 7,000 times in my house with two uh, little daughters. Uh, nonetheless, Elizabeth Gillies is here on the podcast, and she is extraordinary in the role. Elizabeth, thanks so much for doing this. Welcome to Slumming with a podcast like this. <laughs> Thank you for having me. I'm excited. <laughs> um, the, you've done voice work before. You did Winx Club. You, you've done voices. Yeah. What was this call like? You, like you hear about Catwoman. Like this is a, an iconic character that's been played in live action and animation for literally decades. What was your reaction when you find out about that? I know. I mean, whenever you see the word Catwoman pop up in your email as like a subject line, you're like, what? So I opened it and I was so excited. I love animation. I've always loved animation. And this year alone, I did a couple different things like animated wise, even over the pandemic, I was lucky enough to be able to record from my home because we have a studio here. And uh, I was so excited to- it's a very to, fancy to studio, by the way. I mean, it's okay. It works. It's, it's, I mean, you know, <laughs> studio at home is, it's not, a, it's not the same as going in. I recorded the movie in portions and the first couple of times I went in, I got to have the whole experience and then yeah. they needed stuff done over the pandemic. So it was like, I had to figure it out <laughs> sure, with a source sure. connect in my house, but I was thrilled. I, I wanted to, I, I've loved Catwoman forever. I mean, we all grew up with our different version of Catwoman and I've, it's a character I've always loved and wanted to play. And I was absolutely thrilled. And then when I read the script and saw how, how fun it was and different, I was, I was hooked. It's very witty. It, very it, witty. It's very witty. And there's a lot of lines that you weren't expecting. And, you know, anybody who's seen Greg Weissman's work with Young Justice or anything that he's done, you can tell that it's that wit that is brought to it. Um, I presume that you are recording, you said you recorded some of it by yourself, but all of it is solo. It's not the radio play yeah. like the old days where they, you know, Batman, the animated series, they were all sitting in a room together playing off each other. Your chemistry with some of the other actors is pretty remarkable for having never really talked <laughs> to them. Thank you. Yeah, I was surprised because obviously that was something that I was uh, concerned about too, because I'm just saying my lines. I'm not reading with anybody ever, not only in the room, but I'm actually just recording my dialogue alone. So once I saw the whole thing come together, I was like, oh, good. We all sound like we've uh, met, which we haven't. So it, it, the chemistry was there. And that's because they really rounded a pretty fantastic cast. I was you know, lucky to get to work with some of these legendary people. It was very cool. Yeah, I mean, this is a who's who in, in, in voice cast. Jonathan Banks, 
uh, you know, from know. Uh, Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul. Yeah. For, tell, I mean, Elizabeth knows, but but I have, you know, the audience, I, I don't make that assumption. Um, no, I mean, I was I was watching it with my husband when I got the cut and we were making like predictions. We're like, wait, is that because I actually didn't I, I knew I knew who was playing. You know, Stephanie was playing that woman. Right. I knew a couple of them, but we would hear voices and be like, and then we'd look it up and we we're like, yeah, that's so cool. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty but He's impressive. amazing, Jonathan Banks. Uh, Jonathan yeah. Banks, Stephanie Beatrice, as you mentioned, she plays a uh, Batwoman. Uh, Keith mm -hmm. David, the icon, uh, Tobias Whale, uh, Zara Fuzzle. Um, Steve Bloom is also Solomon Grundy. Steve Bloom and Zara have been on this podcast before. Uh, so, you know, it's, it's great to see that it's a mix of stars, quote unquote, you know, I'm using the, the air quotes there, stars, but also longtime voice people. And it brings that merging in together. You know, one of the things about voice acting is there's so many different options and you want star power, but you also want the quality and you can see the qualities there. Thank you. Yeah, you I'm sorry. I cut out for a minute. I don't know if you heard me rambling to myself. Or it was not, the but... best question I'd ever asked. So no, I'm I can't so ask sorry. That. I know that's what I could tell. That's why I yeah, wanted to you could tell have the it. it was, it, no, it was the epitome of broadcasting. No, I came back and you were really in it. And I feel like I, I missed the, I, okay, one more time. I'm sorry, I'm back now. I think my computer was bad for a minute, but now I'm back. Um, no, I was just saying how it just, it's it's incredible the, 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 the depth of voice people, like, you know, veteran voice people who have, are primarily voice actors, but also people who do on-camera work that are coming yeah. into voice acting. And it's, it's a hybrid of that. It's not one or the other. It's so funny, right? I mean, I, I, people who do voice work. Okay, so I just had on Dynasty, we just had, um, I guess it's a spoiler, but it's really not. And I feel like maybe the worlds won't combine, so I'll be okay saying it. Um, we had, uh, what's his name? Uh, he plays uh, Patrick on SpongeBob on the show. And I was okay. thrilled because I grew up with it and I was talking to him about animation and voiceover. And Must have made him feel like he's 100. I mean, I, I, yeah, especially because I'm like pushing 30. It's probably not the best thing to hear. I was like, I remember when the first episode aired, I was just a kid. He's like, okay. But he was, he was really cool. And I was talking about, you know, it's just when you, my point is when you are talking to people or listening to people that have done voiceover for like decades, it's just the skill they have is so honed and, and, and incredible. And it, it, it is more difficult when you're popping in, like doing your little voiceover moment from a, um, live action kind of world. But uh, when I was being directed, I, and I've been told this before when I do voiceover work, they, apparently they can tell when you're a singer and it's weirdly helpful. I don't know why, or when you've done theater. I don't know. Like the, I think it lends, I think being a singer or be, and being a theater performer lends itself well to voiceover is something that I heard and someone told me. I did, I said five things and then them connected with each other, but you have them all now. Well. <laughs> But the, uh, the, the interesting part, you mentioned singing and uh, the really funny thing is, you know how iTunes tracks how many times you've listened to songs? I yeah. think your songs are listened on, between all our devices in our family, your songs are listened hundreds of times more. I work with Stinkin' Prince and your songs are so over it. That and uh, Meg from the movie Hercules are the most That's listened amazing. to songs from that. You know, you mentioned uh, SpongeBob and, 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 yeah. that, and, and it made me think about no matter what you do, whether it's Catwoman or Dynasty or anything that you do, what about the throngs of people, like a generation of people yeah. that know you from Victorious? What, how do you escape that? And do you want to escape that? 
No, I mean, you know, now I'm older. I have an appreciation for it. When you're young and you're in it and you've done all the episodes and you're going out and everyone wants you to be that and you're like that tender age of 17, 18, when you're like, I just want to shed it. I don't want to be this anymore. I want to be in it. I'm over that now. I'm like 30, I'm almost 30 and I'm, I think it's sweet. And I think it's amazing that it's transcended all these different generations because our fans that were watching it live are around my age. So right. if you think about that, that's pretty, because I was about 15 when I was on the show, 16, right. 17. Uh, but, uh, it's just, it's just so crazy. I mean, I cannot believe how rabid the fan base still is. I think it coming to Netflix was a big part of that. Cause then they all got to watch it at that there, you know, at their leisure and start over with it. And yeah, it's see so how old are your daughters? So yeah, at, at the time of this uh, recording, cause folks, if you're listening to this in the future, uh, do us a favor, tell us how the flying car is and, uh, let us know. <laughs> Because you never know when people listen to podcasts, but uh, uh, right now they're 13 and 10. So I would say starting at six, they found that thing. When it went to Netflix, it was just on repeat. It was it was on it was constant. And it was the graduation (laughs) from Disney princesses. I never could get them into Star Wars. I've told this story on the podcast. There was a book that came out uh, for little girls uh, called Vader's Little Princess. And it was like a cartoon book of like teeny bopper things that Leia, you know, being uh, Vader's daughter. Yeah. And so my daughter at like five years old literally said, well, how could Darth Vader be a bad guy? He's such a good dad. Oh. I was like, okay, that's not going to work. Oh my God, that's so and, much. <laughs> right. And then it was the Fresh Beat Band and then Victorious. And when Victorious oh. happened, it jumped to another level. And I promise the, the, the podcast, this is not something I'd ever thought when I conceptualized this podcast that we'd ever talk about. But what I get a kick out of watching that show is knowing what happened to all of you, including right. Ariana Grande, yeah, and to watch the dynamic then and to think what the dynamic was then. And if you knew what was happening in the future, how would the <laughs> dynamic have changed? That fascinated me. It's insane. I mean, you know, she and I were like on, we were sharing a dressing room in East Haddam, Connecticut uh, on our first regional run of an off-Broadway show, you know what I mean? And we were just like getting pizza and talking about our dreams. And then we ended up working together for, like for years and years and years after sure. and we've lived together. And I mean, she's one of my best friends. It is funny when we look back and see where everyone's ended up. It's 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 a very impressive cast and it was a very special time, but I've done almost a hundred episodes of Dynasty now. And yep. if I go in public, I am only Jade from Victorious. I've never Seriously? worked in. People ask me if I ever want it, if I left show business, I'm like, I have done 100 episodes of a Netflix <laughs> show, <laughs> but they don't care. That's incredible. <laughs> I'm Jade forever. That, that, that is, that's wild. Um, yeah. Question about, let's kind of steer it back to Catwoman. Um, yes. There's jazz music that plays throughout the whole thing. Yeah. And when it was advertised, uh, you know, in in social media and in whatever, when the movie was advertised, the, the big talk about anime. Yes, it is an anime style. But to me, it's more about the music. The music is okay. everywhere in it. And when you're recording, you don't know that, right? No, 
I had no idea. I put it on and it starts and it's like this like jazz kind of noir interest. I was like, what is going on? And I loved it. I said, this is so fresh. This is so different because you're playing with a different animation style, but then you're sort of juxtaposing it with this super interesting jazz score. And I just found it to be very new and interesting. And I, I was down. I loved it. What a fun surprise. And this isn't really a big spoiler thing, but uh, Batwoman's in it. I mean, uh, yeah. in case people didn't know. Yeah. <laughs> but but you don't find that out right away. No. It's hinted. And, yes. you know, there's these little shadows and things like that. And, and I think that's really smart because some dummy is not going to have been on social media and they're going to see, uh, uh, you know, that, that logo. And then they're going to be like, wait a minute, that's not Batman. Right, 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 right. Well, I think they expect, you know, they, they think Catwoman, they expect Batman to show up because she's always either been in his shadow, ironically, or she's, they've been together. They have that dynamic, they have a complicated relationship. And I think it's exciting when you see, no, actually it's Batwoman. And then you see how those two have their whole thing going on. And it's, it's, it's very fun. Well, I, we've had this discussion on other episodes. Uh, for example, I'll use an example on when Supergirl came out. Right. Superman can be in it and it doesn't take away from her. Do you think Batman could have appeared in this movie and it wouldn't have taken away from either Catwoman or Batwoman for that matter? He could have, but I think the characters are strong enough on their own. So he could have come in, but I like that he didn't. This is Catwoman's first animated feature, all her own. It's her time to kind of be front and center and tell her story and us kind of be living in her narrative. And, and if we're going to have somebody to her right or to her left or working alongside her, let it be Batwoman. Let it be another girl. I think it's I think it's a, a fresh take. I think it's fun. And I like that it's female driven. And we didn't miss him. You know, like you remember she brings him up a couple of times. And you're like, oh, right. Batman. Fun. That would be fun. But you're enjoying the movie. You're not thinking like I can't watch this without Batman in it. And that's, I think, the point of her having her own story to tell in her own movie. Well, and this is not really a spoiler, but at one point someone calls her cat and right. she says, you can't call me that. Only he yeah. calls me that. And it's, yeah, you like, just say he. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Doesn't even say his name. Yeah, I totally. <laughs> I think it's cool. I loved it. I, I, none of that was lost on me. And I thought that was very fun. And she has her little, her little buttons and trigger points when it comes to him, but she wasn't going to use his name. And I think that's women do that, you know? <laughs> Well, and, and the other line that you sell, the only he calls me cat, but the other line that you sell, and again, this is not spoilery in any way, is uh, always lands on her feet. And it's such a cliche and you kind of mock it. Right. And that, 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 that's phenomenal. I like it. Yeah, she goes to say it. And then, you know, Batman's like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> like, we got it. We got it. Yep, we get the gag. We get it. And I like uh, it. That's like, that's, has that, that self-awareness and a little bit of camp and that's everything I love. So, yeah. All right. One thing on the uh, performance. Yeah. Uh, Catwoman literally gets the crap beat out of her. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. You've done voice stuff before. Yeah. I would imagine. Well, did you record all the grunts in your home studio? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Like, what, how, how much is that? Like, tell me about that part of the. You no, know, it's a lot. And I do think that's where they mean singers have an easier time because voice actors and singers. But by the way, like I haven't I haven't like called myself a singer since I was on Broadway or recording an album because otherwise I'm just ruining my voice every day. Well, you were but, a singer yesterday when I found out you were coming on the podcast. <laughs> you know what I mean though like if I'm not <laughs> recording something or I'm not on Broadway when you're doing all those grunts and all those violent sounds for very long periods of time uh, sometimes back to back it helps to know how to breathe and how not to throw out your voice and I, I, I wasn't in the best voice that week when I was doing it but I was reminded of how 
exhausting it because I felt like I had been in a fight towards the end of it because you're it's it's a lot you know I don't remember if we put it first or last I don't remember what the trick is but we did it either first or last you you make a point to do all the really hard stuff either up front or oh, interesting at the end yeah just she, so you, I mean she literally gets the crap kicked out she of really, I know she's it's like ridiculous she does some cool stuff too but she really she really gets taken <laughs> she gets yeah beaten pretty good <laughs> all right well since you since you're, you're aware of the craft there is one scene, I think it's Grundy. Again, I'm not trying to spoil her. Uh, she's squeezed. Like she's, <laughs> she's they're yeah. literally trying to crush yeah. her to death. Yeah. So, so what's the direction there? Like, what is the voice people? What are the, what are they I've saying always, to you? Maybe like, because I did, I, I swear, I think being on Nickelodeon helped me because you have to do so many weird things. And like, we have to, I mean, I, when I look back, I mean, you, you've seen shows. It's like, we had to just do, there's this, it is a sitcom, like any sitcom, but there's also that kid element where you have to make it extreme or uh-huh. it's like the old home alone rule where people can have like their heads chopped off and somehow <laughs> they're back in five seconds and everything's fine. So I've had to like, I weirdly understood what to do the whole time. And because I'd done voiceover for voiceover, I mean, although, you know, the show I was on when I was a kid, Wings Club was certainly not violent in any sort of way. I don't think they ever squeezed them like that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just, uh, I, I just, uh, I did my best. Yeah, hopefully it came off squeezy. <laughs> what, um, <laughs> what about, um, you know, we mentioned the, the iconic uh, role of Catwoman. When you were growing up or, you know, pre pre victorious let's just let's do that um were you big into superheroes was that not your thing there's literally no right answer because every no, time we there ask is a wrong question. answer though i'm going to give you the wrong answers okay. batman i grew up with <laughs> it's the wrong answer i'm just I, i'm gonna no one's gonna watch a movie if i say this but I'm gonna go for it. <laughs> the batman i grew up with and loved was the george Clooney batman. oh my god i know and like that like schwarzenegger and anyway the reason i loved it was uma thurman i was obsessed with poison uh-huh. ivy i was like whatever this is is what i want to be and my parents were like i don't know what that means that's not okay. good but i i that that sort of kind of uh got me interested in learning more about um this whole world and then michelle pfeiffer's Catwoman was i uh-huh. loved it so much and i thought she was so cool i also just love michelle pfeiffer i was weirdly watching like what what lies beneath at a very young age and all these movies i shouldn't <laughs> have been watching so anyway i love michelle pfeiffer's Catwoman. and then when i went on to do this i refreshed myself with like you know julie newmar and eartha kitt and all those okay. kind of classic and, and and everyone played it really differently and everyone kind of really did their own thing with it i feel like it was only but then there was the 90s series too Batman. The Where she was really, she, yeah. yeah. And she was really great. I, I, I sort of kind of tried to take all of them into account and then do my own thing with it. But because of the noir tone, I did sort of add like a Mae West element that I just felt like doing. So I don't know. <laughs> well, it's, it's just funny. Um, there, there's all kinds of uh, perspectives, you know, when everybody is of different ages, Yes. you know what I mean? So it's not, you know, Julie Newmar is not the definitive cat. No, and when I was doing interviews with a bunch of different, you know, this is this is a new territory for me when I'm doing all these interviews because these are devout comic book fans and DC fans, and I said Michelle Pfeiffer, and people would roll their eyes. I'm like, you can roll your eyes, but it's a it's a really good Catwoman. It is the Catwoman I grew up with. So they're like, what about Julie Newmar? I'm like, first of all, she only did a few. That's the truth. She was replaced very quickly, and she was amazing, but. I, you know, I, I, I understand there's a, I don't know if there's a right and wrong answer. I feel like everyone's got their own person that they sort of latched onto. Well, there's I, mean, really I love Eartha fun- Kit, but I'm not doing an Eartha Kit voice. Like that no. would have been really, really bad. No. I would, I wouldn't even want you to imitate that. that no, would, I'm not going to. <laughs> <laughs> so. um, there was a uh, Joel Schumacher who directed that, that 
Batman movie uh, passed away recently. And there was a rumor and it's this big internet rumor that there is a three hour version of the Val Kilmer one, wow. not the George Clooney, but the No, that's Val okay. Kilmer. I understand why there's not a Val And like release that, like get that on one stream, yeah. get that on HBO Max because I think people would have a blast with that kind of stuff. Totally. Oh, they love that. There's no cut long enough. I mean, for people right. who love something, they'll watch, you know, it's like, it's like get back. It's like, did you watch the Beatles thing? Like I sat there yeah. and I would have, I would have watched 10 more episodes and then yeah. people who don't love the Beatles came in and they're like, they're just sitting there. And I'm like, I know, isn't it amazing? Well, so, that's been my argument in sports. You know, my primary job, I, I cover sports and baseball games are too long. And I said, but it's not length, it's pace. Right. Right. Because right. when people saw Avengers, no one said at the end of Avengers, God, that's a three hour movie. Right. They said, wait, can it be four hours, five hours? You know, right. if it's good, it's good. And, and, and you exactly. can tell when, when, when something's good. Um, what is your attitude? You have a boatload of followers on social media. Yeah. What is your attitude about social media in promoting stuff that you're working on, yet staying out of the toxicity that exists in it? Don't ever share your feelings unless they're funny. I, I don't, I don't tell, I don't log on and say like, I'm having a hard day. Uh, this happened, that happened. I think the more you let people into your personal private life, the more you're opening yourself up to people's opinions on that and people kind of invading your personal space. I've always loved the internet and I've loved social media for the fans being the fans of the thing you're trying to promote. I've, I love it for fan art. I love it for the content they create and the amazing opinions they have about what I'm on there for in the first place. I think when you start to just like open your heart on social media or share your controversial beliefs, it just goes downhill really fast. So I have a healthy, distant, yet very engaged uh, relationship with social media. And I think my fans get that. And uh, I'm lucky that I, I joined Twitter like the year it came out. I was forced to by Nickelodeon and Instagram. They forced me on there too, because uh, I'm a really private person, but I found a way to create a persona that doesn't invade my own life that really satisfies them and is still true. So yeah, I, I, I figure it out. I manage it. It can be very bad. It's, 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 it's really wonderful. Well, cause I do say, usually if there's anything in this episode that you heard that you have an issue with, do me a favor, reach out to her directly, but she's not going to respond to it. So don't, don't even. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I mean, like, you know, I really, that's why I'm, I'm really sort of like, I find myself going back to Twitter a lot because no one is gaining Twitter followers anymore. Twitter is at saturation. I think it's like, it's so, not new. It's everyone who has a Twitter has a Twitter. So it's like this smaller number and it's like the same people I've I've seen for the last 10, 11 years. And it's, it's kind of fun. I like it for that reason. Instagram has gotten a little out of hand. It's a lot of people. <laughs> it's like 14 million people or something. It's a little too much, but it's all good. You just gotta be pretty, careful. Yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty wild. Well, congratulations again. Thank the, you. The, the digital uh, 4K Blu-ray, the thing comes out February 8th called Catwoman Hunted. It's, it's hysterical. Um, I really appreciate it. Congratulations on the on the project. Thank you. And we look forward to talking to you again. Welcoming you back to the podcast. Thank you so much. Tell your daughters hi for me. I will do that indeed. We have to definitely connect again. That is Elizabeth Gillies. She is Catwoman in the new Warner Brothers DC Universe film Catwoman Hunted. If you're listening to this when the podcast comes out, well, the film comes out Tuesday. February 8th, 2022. If you're listening to this in the future, it's already been out. You can get it on Blu-ray, on 4K Blu-ray, on uh, DVD. You can also get it on digital. And it'll be 
everywhere. Elizabeth Gillies plays Catwoman in this new film. Batwoman's in it. It's very, very cool. Uh, That'll do it for this episode of the Hall of Justice. Thanks for listening. We will see you next week with another all-new episode each and every Thursday right here on the Hall of Justice. Believe it or not, I'm walking on.